And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men. The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry. I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, yeah, I could have kicked myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Hello everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, Vincent Price stars as Simon Templer, better known as The Saint from 1950. Then it's the first show of the 1946 season on the Jack Benny program. But first, let me say hello to my co-host, the hostess with the mostess, Lisa Wolf. What's up, Lisa? Hello, Carl. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Good to see you. Thank you. Good to dimply see you, Dimply woman. Very dimply woman. Well, what can I say? Lisa, look what I got right here. Oh, Remind Magazine. Yeah. This issue, September issue, has uh, President Kennedy on the cover of it. And this is a terrific magazine, folks. If you don't know about it, you should go to their website, which is remindmagazine.com. Learn all about this magazine. I write an article uh, about the golden age of radio in every issue, but there's amazing articles, there's crossword puzzles, there's all kinds of stuff. It's uh, it's a blast from the past, really. Remind Magazine's all about nostalgia, and every issue has a, a theme. And as I say in September, the theme is politics, and I wrote an article uh, about Bob Hope because he was very political in his uh, in his comedy. A lot of fun. So check it out. And here's the best part. You can get Remind Magazine at Barnes & Noble stores across the country. But since I write for the magazine, they've decided to give all of our listeners an amazing offer. You can get it for about 60% less than buying it at the newsstand by buying it online. So just go to RemindMagazine.com. That's RemindMagazine.com. You won't be sorry. All right, it's time now for The Saint. Simon Templer, also known as The Saint, was not a saint. In fact, the name was the underworld sobriquet for the popular detective, who often did a little bad to get the goods on criminals. They called him the saint because of his initials, S.T. The saint was a bon vivant who savored detection as an art form. He was nothing like the hard-boiled detectives in arms, Sam Spade, Boston Blackie, and Philip Marlowe. He was closer in spirit to the fat man and closer still to Nero Wolfe. The Chinese-English crime novelist Leslie Charteris wrote over a hundred saint adventures. Many saint movies were made, the best starring George Sanders. In 1947, The Saint was adapted for radio. The first choice was Tom Conway. He quickly stepped aside, however, and the legendary Vincent Price was cast. Lawrence Dobkin was Louie, the Brooklyn cab driver who kept the saint streetwise while getting him across town. The radio adventures of The Saint were heard from 1947 through 1951. Of course, the great Roger Moore played The Saint in the popular television series. 
It's time now for The Saint. Let's go back to September 3rd, 1950, for The Baseball Murder, starring Vincent Price in The Adventures of The Saint. Adventures of The Saint, starring Vincent Price. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris and known to millions from books, magazines, and motion pictures. The Robin Hood of modern crime now comes transcribed to radio, starring Hollywood's brilliant and talented actor, Vincent Price, as The Saint. Going to the ball game, huh, Mr. Templer? It's a great day for it. Didn't know you was fond of baseball. You fond of baseball, Mr. Templer? Yes, indeed, Louis. You know, I... I should have gone in for baseball instead of becoming a cab jockey. Grown men getting paid thousands of dollars for tossing a little ball around two hours a day. Can you beat it, can you, Mr. Templer? I'm asking you, can you beat it? Louis, I... Baseball, you can't beat it. No, I'd like to live in a town where they got major league ball. The Blue Sox here is all right, but it's minor league. You think we'll ever get a big league ball in this town, Mr. Templer? I see you think we'll ever get big league ball, Mr. Templer. You got quiet today, Mr. Templer. My silence, friend Louis, is purely comparative. Oh. Well, since you're not feeling well, it's good you're taking the afternoon off. Been reading about that father and son of the Blue Sox, lefty and Phil Miller? They're rather interesting. Supposedly the first time in baseball, father and son have played on the same team. Yeah, yeah. The old man just down from the majors and the kid on his way up. Old Lefty was great in his day, though, and the kid will be great, too. They both playing today, Louie? Neither one. Phil ain't doing a pitch till tomorrow, and the old man's got a game leg. Won't even be in uniform. That's what goes first in baseball, Mr. Templer, the legs. In my line of work... I know, I know. Mr. Templer, you know something funny? There's rumors out about the Blue Sox. What kind of rumors, Louie? The rumors say the Sox are going to do business. Lose a ball game that maybe they should win. Oh, nonsense, Louie. Baseball is honest. You know that. Maybe so, but it's still got to be played by humans. Eh, you'd better step on it, my cynical friend. We're late. Sure, Mr. Templer. Most likely nothing to the rumors anyway. You know how it is driving a cab. You pick up all sorts of things. Me, it don't do no good to pick nothing up. I'm married. Hey! <laughs> Did you hear that, Mr. Templer? I said, me, it don't do no good to pick nothing up. I'm... I heard, Louie. I heard. Pretty funny, huh? Louie, take me out to the ball game. Uh, hello, Lefty. Thanks for coming, Saint. Sit down, sit down. Thanks. I hope I'm not late. No, the game won't start for another ten minutes. Oh. How's the leg, Lefty? That's improving, Saint. How's crime? It stays about the same, always with us. <laughs> yeah, that it is, that it is. Blue Sox gonna win today? You know something, Saint? I don't much care. Oh, don't get me wrong. When I'm in there myself, I play to win. Because that's the only way I know. But after the majors, you don't get very excited over the Blue Sox. I guess not. I'm just playing out the string. What comes after that, I don't know. A manager's job? Uh, No chance. I was too busy spending my money while the smart boys were learning the inside of the game. But I had fun, I guess. Did you? Nah. Saint, there's only one thing in baseball I care about. There's only one thing in the world I care about. He's sitting across the field in the dugout wearing number 33. My son. Mm, I hear Phil's a great pitcher, Lefty. 
He's good. He'll be great. He's going up next year. Maybe this. Here, take a look at him through the binoculars. Hmm. Yeah. He looks like you, Lefty. You really think so? Yeah. Saint, I'm worried sick about him. That's why I asked you. I know. That's why I'm here. What are you worried about? Well, I think they're after him, Saint. The crowd with the dirty money's after him. I never handle any dirty money, but I've been around it and I can smell it. I can smell it now. What does Phil say? Have you talked to him? I can't talk to him. Maybe you've read in the papers about our wonderful father and son relationship, huh? <laughs> the kid hates me. How come, Lefty? He was brought up by his mother, and he was brought up to hate me. I got a divorce from her when the kid was two years old. I gave her a raw deal. He should hate me. You say you smell dirty money. Do you have anything else to go on, Lefty? Rumors and a girl. No, I, I take that back. A woman. Hey, take another look through the glasses, Saint. She's sitting in the box behind Phil, bending over to talk to him. She's there every day. Yes. Yes, indeed. Perhaps I should have taken up baseball. Well, that's just it. Does a, does a woman who's got what she has go for a 21-year-old kid just because he plays baseball good? Ordinarily, no. But she's got Phil hooked so hard and so deep I hurt all over for him. He thinks it's romance. What do you think it is? I don't know. Not exactly. Saint, could you... Could you see if you could find out? I can try. What's her name, Lefty? Diane Courtney. She's staying at the Regent, same hotel the ball club puts up at. I happen to hear the kid making a cocktail date with her there for six this evening. Good. You see if you can get him delayed a few minutes. I will. Find out what she's trying to do, Saint. Find out who's in back of her. And if they spoil that kid, I'll... They won't. They won't, Lefty. Thanks, Saint. And if there's anything I can ever do... Don't to... worry about it. In fact, I'm looking forward to meeting Miss Courtney. I'm sure we'll have a lot in common. Baseball and... <laughs> well, we'll find something. Do you mind if I sit down here? The bar seems to be rather crowded. Is it that crowded? As a matter of fact, it was crowded the minute you walked in. Mm, sit down. <laughs> But I am waiting for someone. He might be late. That's very true, but he won't be. What are we drinking, martinis? You say so. Waiter, two martinis, extra dry. Yes. I see that you're a devotee of the national pastime. That could very well be. Which national pastime? Hmm. I saw you at the ball game today. Yes, I go every day. Business or pleasure? What's that supposed to mean? Baseball is a business for some. You are served. Oh, thank you, waiter. Uh... Let's drink to uh, pleasure. Let's just drink. I found that you run out of toasts long before you run out of drinks. A comment on human frailty. Well, what is it you want, friend? I appreciate your frankness. It's one of your concealed assets. I'd like some answers about Phil Miller. Who are you? Don't you know? No. I'm the man who wants the answers about Phil Miller. Shall I start asking questions? Phil just came in. We can't talk now. Come up to my room in 15 minutes, 808. Will you? I need help. Believe me, I need help. Say, I thought we had a date, Diane, or was I wrong? Uh, my friend's just leaving, Phil, and I don't care for your tone. Oh, I, well, I, I'm sorry, Diane. I just thought that... Well, don't. Remember, I don't care for the jealousy routine. You're too young for it. Yeah. Okay, oh, Diane. Well, it's been charming, but I have a cab waiting, so... I'll see you again. Definitely. Yes, definitely, Diane. Are you a cab, sir? Oh, thank you. I have one waiting. Hey, here he is. Oh, 
Wait till, Mr. Templer. Nowhere, Louie. I have a date in the hotel here in 15 minutes. You got a friend? I'm afraid not. Uh, I'm just dreaming. Louie, I'm not absolutely convinced about the purity of the lady's intentions. This is a cause for complaint? You misinterpret. Come up to room 808, ten minutes or so after I go up and uh, knock on the door. I get you. But if I shouldn't happen to need a cab at that particular time... I'm ahead of you. There's times in everybody's life when the least thing he needs is a taxi. Louis, that's spoken like a philosopher. Come in quickly. Someone may see Someone's you. Someone's already seen him. Frank. Go ahead in, Jack. And I'm right behind you with something that resents any quick moves. You sneak up behind people pretty quietly, Frank. Used to be in a girl guides. Shut the door, Diane. But... Shut it. Now, my nosy friend here and me has business. I didn't tell the saint anything, Frank. I just... The boss don't like nosy guys like the saint. I don't like nosy guys like the same. Let him alone, Frankie. What good will beating him up to? The boss's orders. Besides, my analyst tells me beating up nosy guys I don't like is a good way of waking up my aggressions. Your analyst? What's the matter? I can't get analyzed. What does your analyst say about you carrying a gun? Didn't he point out this is an artificial prop to your otherwise charming personality? Oh, you could. My analyst says I shouldn't get insulted at remarks by neurotics. You think I'm a neurotic? If you ain't now, Jack, you will be when I finish. Fight! Don't fall down yet, Saint. I got more for you before I let go. How do you want that? Stop it, Frank! Stop it! Okay. Ah, Darn it, I shouldn't have got mad. My analyst says I should have let my emotions color my business life. Mr. Templer. Mr. Templer. Oh, Oh, Louie. Mr. Templer, you all right? Should I call a doctor? Oh, no, no. I'm all right, I I guess. What happened, Mr. Templer? I knocked on the door just like you said. When nobody answered, I come in. You was on the floor. You're still on the floor. Yeah, and I think I'll stay here. Ooh, ooh. Got myself worked over, Louie, by a psychoanalytical muscle boy. Oh, he sure gave you some beautiful lumps. Yeah. Real neat professional job. Hmm. What's this business card in your chest, yours? No. Uh Let's see. Frankie must have put it there. This is part of the warning, I guess. What's it say? It says, the, uh, the fixer, I fix anything. Hmm. Yeah, what you'd call modest, is he? No, but fixes rarely are. Look, I, I think we better have a doctor spray you with some mercure chrome. No, Louie, I'm going to be too busy sleeping. Uh, uh. Hello. Saint, this is Lefty Miller. Oh, hello, Lefty. What time is it? Midnight. Are you asleep? Uh, I went to bed early tonight. Had a rather trying evening. Look, I've been finding out things. Things about the crowd with the dirty money. And who the head of it is. You mean who the fixer is? Yeah. I found out what they're trying to get from the kid. From Phil. Can you meet me here at the hotel? Half an hour. Good. In the bar. I'm going after some more dope now. You better wait until I get there, Lefty. They're rough boys. Uh, I know. But don't worry about me. See you in half an hour. (laughs) 
Uh, waiter, another Johnny Walker over ice, please. Yes? Thanks. Look, you're Simon Temple, aren't you? The one they call the saint? Sit down, Phil. I'm not sitting down. Got some things to tell you. I've heard that you've been asking questions about me, and I can guess who sent you. It was my father. Look, isn't it kind of late for you, Phil? You're supposed to pitch tomorrow. I don't need anybody to run my life for me. You or my father either. Where is he? Well, I was to meet him here, but he hasn't shown up yet. Most likely up in his room. All right, come on, let's go up and see him. I want to straighten you both out together. You know what room he's in? Sure. 908. Right come with on. you, Phil. All right. Oh, waiter. Yes? Uh, hold that drink for me. I'll be back for it sooner or later. Hey, Dad, open up. I want to talk to you. Doesn't look like your father is in. Try the door. Well, it's open. Yeah. Well, that's open. But there's no... Dad. Better Dad. Not <laughs> look, I told you not to look. Well, he shot himself. Why? Why? He's dead, Phil, and there's a gun in his hand, but he didn't pull the trigger. What are you trying to prove? Who did? Mr. Templer. Uh, Regent Hotel, Louis. And good morning. Good morning. Say, I read in the papers this morning about Lefty Miller. Oh, tough. Why do you think he did it, Mr. Templer? He didn't. The police can buy the suicide theory for the time being, but it was murder, Louis. A friend of mine was murdered last night, and today things are going to be done about it. What are you going to do with the Regent? I'm going back to the young lady's room where I had such an interesting time last evening. This time I better go with you. Yeah, perhaps you'd better, Louie. And I'm hiring you for the whole afternoon. We've got a lot of ground to cover. Lefty was a great ball player, Mr. Templer. Seen him in the World Series once at Yankee Stadium. Hard to believe he's dead. A man can be killed in a lot of ways, Louie. He can be killed fast or he can be killed through what happens to his son. I'm glad at least that didn't happen to Lefty. You sure nobody is in? I called on the house phone before we came up. I think this key will fit. Hey, how did you get a key? I remember to make an impression of the lock after that beating last evening. There. We're in. <laughs> Nobody here, all right. Shut the door, Louie, and lock it. Okay. What are you looking for, Mr. Templer? The truth, Louie. As my friend Philip Marlowe would say, crime detection is an adventure in search of the hidden truth. Going to find the hidden truth looking out that window on the fire escape? Perhaps, Louie, perhaps. Mr. Templer. Somebody's at the door. Hey, Louie, I'll handle this. If I need help, I'll... If you need help, we're in trouble. Good morning, Miss Courtney. Hey, what are you doing Come here? Come in, Diane. Miss Courtney, my good friend Louie. Oh, charmed. Uh, you want I should leave, Mr. Temple? No, we'll both be leaving in a minute, Louie. Just as soon as we ask Miss Courtney some questions, she probably won't answer. What questions? Like who killed Lefty Miller? I don't know. I, I thought it was suicide. You see, Louie? Who's the fixer, Diane? I... I can't tell you. I, I'm afraid. Saint, if you believe me, if you'd help me... Why are you working on Phil Miller to throw a ball game? Why? I can't tell you. They... They... I'm frightened. Look, I don't care how frightened you are. A man's been killed. Why? I, I can't. I, I'm afraid. The lady's afraid. Come on, Louie. Let's go back to the ballpark and see if we can throw a few curves. <laughs> 
As manager of the Blue Sox, you must have known Lefty Miller fairly well. Uh, not well, no. I manage the team, but you don't manage an old pro like Lefty. You just tell him what time the game is, and uh, he does the rest. Yes. From what I saw of him, though, he, he was a good guy. I'm sorry. How's Phil taking it? Well, it's hard to tell about kids. He and Lefty weren't close. Well, maybe you knew that. Yes, I knew that. But it's hard to tell just how he was taking it. Tonight's his turn to pitch, and I told him, of course, I'd start somebody else, but no. He's going to pitch tonight? Insisted on it. Said he had it. He'll pitch. You think he should? Well, he's the best we got. And I might get a phone call tomorrow telling me he's sold to the major leagues. Anytime he wants to pitch, he'll pitch. Mr. Bush, have you heard any rumors about a fix on your ball club? Oh, Mr. Templer, there's always rumors around any kind of sport. I've never been in a phony ball game. As far as I know, I've never seen one. So I don't listen to rumors. Thanks, Mr. Bush, and uh, good luck tonight. To you and Phil both. And that's the first portion of The Saint with the baseball murder from 1950. We'll have the conclusion after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now let's get back to The Saint. Where to now, Mr. Templer? I want to go see a bookmaker, Louis. Sam the Spender, do you know him? Sure, I know him. Biggest bookie in town. Place down on State Street, only a block or two down the street. Got something good in Hollywood Park? No, Louie. You want something good? Thanks, but no, this is different. I did a favor for Sam once. He might be able to return it. Sam returns anything but money. One time I had a three-horse parley going against him. First two come in, the third is leading into the street. Hey, Louie, isn't this the place? What? Oh, yeah, you're sure. Wait for me here, Louie. It won't be long. Sure, Mr. Temple. Hello, Sam. How's business? Simon Templer, glad to see you. What can I do for you? Information, Sam. Which will go no further than... Simon Templer. We in business. Say, do you handle any baseball money, Sam? Nah, nah. In the East, it's big business. All bet on the major leagues. Out here, peanuts. Have you handled or heard of any bets lately on the Blue Sox or against them? Against them, yeah. Only yesterday. Funny deal, too. Care to tell me about it? Yeah, sure. A big creep comes in with $200 to bet against the Sox in the game tonight. I don't like the smell of it. Nah. I tell him, nah. Then the creep tells me what's wrong with me is that I had an emotionally insecure childhood. <laughs> Honest. Go on, Sam. Then he does a funny thing. He give me an extra 200 to pay you off if he win the bet. <laughs> Imagine that. And if the Sox win, I get to keep the whole 400. <laughs> the guy's nuts. I can't lose. The best he can do is break even. Where's the payoff, Sam, if the Sox lose? In room 808, the region, tonight after the game. Do you get it, Sam? I'm beginning to. Hmm? Lefty Miller was right. Dirty money has a smell to it, and I'm beginning to smell it. Thanks, Sam. Anytime, Sam. See you soon? Maybe tonight. Tonight? I hope so, Sam. Nothing personal, Sam, but uh, I hope not. 
evening, Diane. Well, it's our old friend Jack. Oh, how are you, Frankie? What is this room, Mr. Templer? Your home, away from home? Diane, let me throw the bum out. Easy, Frankie. Your aggressions are showing. Anything in particular you wanted, Saint. Frankie and I are busy. Yeah, I can see that. Busy packing. Too busy to go to the ball game tonight. Or did you know beforehand how it would come out? Let me throw the bum out. I hate schizophrenics. But he looks like such an interesting one, Frankie. And he's handsome, too. Well, Diane, you're not so frightened as you were. Well, I... It's all right. I won't tell the boss. Jack, you better get out of here. It ain't healthy. What's your trouble? You got a compulsion or something? No, it's just that when I start out on something, I like to be in on the payoff. And tonight's the payoff. The game should be over by now, and the people will be arriving. I'll be the host of our little party. You'll be host for a party of one in a wood box, Jack. Diane, she likes you. Diane. It's a kid. Don't let him in, Frankie. Come in, Phil. Hello, sweetie. Hello, Diane. Frankie? Yeah. Hello, Mr. Templer. Hello, Phil. Ball game over, honey? Yeah, it's over. How do you feel? Dirty. Oh, don't feel bad about it, sweetie. In a week or two, you'll forget all about it. Sit down, Phil. I've taken over the party. Let's all find out what games we've been playing. Diane, I'm getting an awful frustration listening to him. Let him talk. Thank you. Phil. Yes, Mr. Templer? What line did Diane use to get you to throw the game tonight? The fixer had something on her she was afraid of him, something would happen to her if you didn't do as he wanted? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. You know the real reason? Go on. Tell him, Jack. I will, Frankie. It was a trap for you, Phil. This outfit is big and smart. They're willing to make an investment and wait a while to cash in. It's too tough to get next to a major league player. You'll be up there this year and next... And when you get there, you'll do what the fixer tells you because there's a club over your head. Yeah? Yeah. A certain payoff you took in a hotel room at the region for throwing a game with the Blue Sox. You understand that? I understand. Your father found out about it. He had the room right over this one, 908, and he listened on the fire escape. He was seen from in here and he was killed. Then they took him back up the fire escape to his room and rigged the suicide... But they forgot to wash all the blood off the iron outside this window. You're going to listen to him, kid? He's an erotic. Diane, aren't you going to say something? I didn't have anything to do with it, honey. It, it was the fixer who did it. Yeah, I believed in the fixer, too, at first, Diane, until I came to your room the first time. Down the bar, you said you didn't know me. Up here, you told Frankie I was the saint. You made other slips tonight. So? So I know who the fixer is. Who is he? You mean, who is she? Fixer is a very beautiful woman, Diane. The fixer is you. What is this, a filibuster or something? Let's assume you're right, Mr. Templer. Where does it get you? Where does it change things? I'm turning you over to the police, and Frankie can hardly shoot both Phil and myself. He won't have to, just you. <clears throat> you underestimate me, Saint. We should have had more time alone together. Phil will do whatever I tell him in spite of what's happened. Won't you, sweetie? Will you, Phil? Diane, I... See? I made sure of Phil, Saint. I made sure of him first. He'll crawl on his hands and knees if I tell him to. Because if he doesn't, I might stop being nice to him. And he couldn't stand that. Uh, you should have thought of that, Saint. You got a mental block or something? Finish with Mr. Templer, Frank. We've got to finish packing. This gun says get over to the window, Saint. This time there won't be no blood in the fire escape. Just a lot on the sidewalk. Pretty messy that way, Frankie. Your subconscious will hate you. I won't look down. Now... 
You going over to the window quiet? Phil, sit down. Stand back, kid. I ain't playing with this thing. Phil, I told you Keep to sit back. Down. Watch out, Phil. He's going to... You kill my father, you... Give me that gun, Frankie, or I'll break your wrist. I'll kill you. No, you won't, Frankie. Think what your analyst would say. And this makes us even. Oh, Frankie, Frankie. Phil, Phil how, how bad is it? Not, not bad. Just my arm. But not my pitching arm. Oh, good. Why, you... Diane, stand still. Better go for the police, Phil. Can you make it? Yeah, yeah, I can make it. And Phil, thanks. What you did makes up for the game. We'll figure out that later. Uh, about Dad, Saint. He did all he could to protect you, Phil. Yeah, he, he did like me then. More than anything else he told me. You better leave. I want you out of here before that bookie shows up to pay off. Uh, Mr. Templer, he won't be showing up, I... I didn't lose the game tonight. Tell me more, Phil. I pitched a three-hit shutout. I figured it was the least I could do for Lefty. The kid's going to be all right, Mr. Temple? Phil will be all right, definitely. You know, I can't blame him for getting tangled up with that Diane. Now, there is real aged-in-the-wood stuff. She won't be quite as attractive when she gets out, Louie. Twenty years does something to a woman. Should have seen what it done to my wife if she was no prize to begin with. What do you think was wrong with Diane, Mr. Temper? An emotionally insecure childhood? <laughs> You've been talking to Frankie. I think Diane felt an urge to corrupt, Louie, to feel power. Revenge, perhaps, for something hidden in her past. It might have been her childhood. Might have been society. So, now society exacts further toll. Twenty years. Uh, I feel like a drink, Louie. Where to, Mr. Templer? Back to the Regent. I've got a scotch waiting for me at the bar. You have been listening to another transcribed adventure of The Saint, the Robin Hood of modern crime. And now here is our star, Vincent Price. This is Vincent Price inviting you to join us again next week at this same time for another exciting adventure of The Saint. Good night. Tonight's script of The Saint was written by Dick Powell. Our cast tonight included Gloria Blondell, Jack Moyles, Hal March, Ed Max, Bob Clark, and Larry Dodd. The music was composed and conducted by Von Dexter. The Saint, based on characters created by Leslie Charteris, is a James L. Sathier production and is directed by Helen Mack. Vincent Price is soon to be seen co-starring in RKO's production of His Kind of Woman. All you Saint fans will be glad to know that the Saint comic books are on sale at all newsstands. Your announcer, Val Brown. And that's The Adventures of the Saint from September 3rd, 1950, with a baseball murder starring Vincent Price. Also in the cast, Lawrence Dobkin, Hal March, Jack Moyles, Gloria Blondell, and Bob Clark, with Val Brown announcing sustaining over NBC. Hope you enjoyed that. Just a minute, we'll tune into the first portion of the Jack Benny program. But I want to remind all of our listeners that we have a website for this show. It's Hollywood360radio.com. And at that website... Every Monday, we put a new podcast up from the previous week's show. So you can hear the entire four-hour Hollywood 360 show 
on our podcast, plus a bonus hour of classic radio that we don't broadcast on the air. So check it out at Hollywood360radio.com. There's also a store with thousands of classic radio shows available on CD and via digital download. There's also millions and millions of pictures of Lisa Wolf there. Right, Lisa? Well, of course. Come. Yeah, millions. They're not for sale, though. She won't sell her oh, image. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, they are. She won't sell or license her image. Oh, no, everything's for sale. Yeah. All right, so check out Hollywood360radio.com. All right, it's time now for Jack Benny. We all love Jack Benny, right, Lisa? And yes, right, Mike? definitely. We do. All right, this is the first show of the new season, the 1946 season. Let's go back to September 26, 1946, for part one of the Jack Benny program. The Jack Benny program. <laughs> Just sit there, Benny, and keep your trap shut. Yeah, one false move and we'll slug you. But, fellas, please, untie me. My program is on. I should be there. I'll lose my job if I miss my first broadcast. You're going to miss them all, Benny. What? You ain't going to drive us nuts anymore. For 15 years, we've been listening to that, Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking. (laughs) Well, we've had enough of it, see? Yeah, let's bump them off. No, 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 no. Please, please don't kill me. I don't want to die. Spare my life. I'll make it worth your while. I'll give you each $10. (laughs) Don't, don't kill me. Go ahead, Joe. Let him have it. Wait a minute. We ain't had no fun. Let's torture him first. Okay. I'll burn him with my cigarette. No, 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 no. Don't burn me. Don't burn me. All right, Joe. We've stalled long enough. Lift him out of the chair and lay him on a table. Okay, but I want to do a neat job on this guy. Hand me my rubber gloves. Uh, here. No, no, yeah. no, no, don't, don't kill me. Don't, I'll make it $11. I mean it. Ready? Ready? Knife, knife, axe, axe, poison, poison, rope, rope, knife, knife. You've got that already. Thanks, thanks. Please, fellas. Gun, gun, bullet, bullet, what? atomic bomb, atomic bomb. What? Give it to him. Ah! Ah! Boss, boss, wake up, wake up. Ah! Boss, wake up. Ah! Huh? What? Oh. Oh, it's you, Rochester. Yes! Gee, see what a nightmare I just had. I was with two fellas, two of them. What a horrible dream. Did you get stuck with the check again? No, nothing like that. I dreamt I was held captive by a couple of thugs. They were going to keep me from going back on the air. It was terrible. It must have been, boss. You look pale. Sick. Let me see your tongue. Ah. Uh. Mmm, fingerprints. <laughs> That's funny. There shouldn't be. You wore rubber gloves. What'd you say? Oh, nothing, nothing. You weren't there. Doggone, boss. That sure must have been a realistic dream. Look how you thrashed around in the bed. Yeah. You even pulled an arm off your teddy bear. <laughs> Darn it. I've had it ever since I was 30. <laughs> what a nightmare. Seems like I always dream like that before an opening broadcast. Well, I better start getting dressed. Oh. Rochester, I told you to shorten my nightgown. <laughs> Why didn't you? I was going to, boss, but I hated to cut those rosebuds off the bottom. <laughs> 
Well, get the car, Rochester, and as soon as I get dressed, we'll go to the studio. Yes, sir. Drive carefully, Rochester. I'm nervous. You know how it is before an opening broadcast. What are you worrying about, boss? You've been on the radio 15 years. Well? If they ain't found out by now, they ain't never gonna find out. <laughs> I guess not, but take it easy anyway. I don't want to have a Rochester, when you come to an intersection, blow your horn. I can't. The rubber bulb is broken. Well, then put it in your mouth and blow it. But Joe won't let me. <laughs> Anyway, here we are at NBC. Want to come in and watch the show, Rochester? No, thanks, boss. I'll sit here and listen to it on the radio. Okay. The earphones are in the glove compartment. <laughs> Here's the key. Good luck, boss. Thanks. Take back your samba. Hi, your rumba. Hi, your conga. Hi, yi, yi. Take back your samba. I beg your pardon, Mr. Benny. Yes? Uh, may I have your autograph, please? My autograph? Certainly. Uh, would you mind signing it in this pail of water? I want to try out my new pants. <laughs> sure, just a minute. I'll pull up my sleeve. There you are. Thank you. You're welcome. Take back your rumba. Your samba. See, those pens are becoming popular. Maybe I ought to do some jokes about them on my program. Nah, the public isn't ready for it yet. Hey, <laughs> back your samba. Hi, your rumba. Hi, your conga. Hi. Hiya, Don. Well, hello, Jack. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, Don, we'll be on the air in a few minutes. Yes, sir. How does it feel getting back in the groove again, Jack? Well, to tell you the truth, uh, Don, I'm a little excited. I mean, I feel good, but I'm, I don't know, I got a nervous stomach. I know just how you feel, Jack. I, I got a nervous stomach, too. Well, you're just about 30 inches more nervous than I am. <laughs> but you'll be all right. See, Don, have you got everything all set for your part of the program? You know, just the way you want it? Uh, I sure have, Jack. And I took the liberty of hiring a quartet to work with me during the commercials. A quartet? For the commercial? Oh, I knew That's you'd like novel. it. So I'll tell you what I did, Jack. I put them under contract for eight weeks, and it will cost you only $500 a week. Isn't that wonderful? Why, yes. I mean, yes, yes. But, Don, that quartet must be sensational for that kind of money. Oh, they are, Jack. This will start a new style in radio. Talking commercials with a big vocal background. You'll be crazy about it. I know, but $500 a week for eight weeks. Well... It's as good as you say, Don. It might be worth it. Uh, how much time we got before we go on the air? Oh, about five minutes. I'll have the orchestra warm up. I'll be right out. Okay. Take back your samba. Hi, your rumba. Hi, your conga. $500 for a quartet. Hi, yi, yi. <laughs> It's almost time. Coming! All right, everybody, stand by. Take it, boys. Jack Benny with Barry Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Dennis Day, and yours truly, Don Wilson. (laughs) 
Ladies and gentlemen, it has been said that Jack Benny has made more people laugh than any other comedian who ever lived. And now we bring you the man who said it, Jack Benny! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello again, this is Jack Benny talking, and Don, for our first show, that was a very nice introduction, but I, I wish you wouldn't make people think that I'm conceited enough to say that I made more people laugh than any other comedian. <laughs> I mean, it, it's true, but I didn't say it. <laughs> well, Don, here I am starting my 50th, my 15th year... <laughs> year in radio. And Don, just think, for 13 of those years, you've been with me. I know, Jack, and I'll always be grateful. Why, when I started out with you 13 years ago, I I was just a little nobody. And look at me today. A big, fat slob. (laughs) Oh, don't thank me, Don. I'd have done the same for anybody. And, Don, the nice part of our association is that it's always been so pleasant and happy. I mean, I don't know. I like just being around you, especially when you laugh. You know, I haven't heard you laugh for 17 weeks. Go ahead, Don, laugh. Oh, no, no, Jack, you, you better Come on, say. Don, come on, laugh. <laughs> come on, Don. <laughs> come on. No, laugh some more. Come on, Don. No, Don, hard, real hard. Harder, Don, harder. <laughs> Now, to you people sitting in the audience, if you ever want to get in here again, that's what I mean. <laughs> and, Don, I know it's a little early in the show, but I want to hear this idea you have for the commercial, you know, with the quartet. You know, after all, it's $500. I'm, are the boys ready? Oh, yes, they're still rehearsing, but they'll be here in just a few minutes. Good, good. I can... Oh, well, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Hello, Don. Hello. I haven't seen you in four months. Let me look at you. Gee, you look swell. You look wonderful. Different. What have you done to yourself? Well, Jack, this summer I really took it easy and I gained 12 pounds. 12 pounds? Let me look at you again. Hmm. Yes, sir. Hmm. 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 And your face looks fuller, too. And that's the first portion of the Jack Benny program from September 26, 1946. We'll have the conclusion on our next Hollywood 360 radio episode. Let's take a break, then it's more. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time, it's the conclusion to the Jack Benny program. Then, it's Box 13 starring Alan Ladd from 1949. We'll see you next time.